The Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation. Annex Wealth Management is a proud member of the Barron's Top Advisor List and the Financial Times Top 300. Know the difference. It's Team Tech Trust. Good morning, Southwest Florida. We are on the air. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. My name is Danny Clayton. Dave Spano will join us in a bit. Mark Oswald, our Chief Compliance Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. Derek Felsky, Chief Investment Officer, Annex Wealth Management. Good morning to you. Good morning, Danny. Let's uh, cover the this uh, last week. It was an interesting one. It was always an interesting week in the markets these days and and anywhere around the world you look, there's obviously something always going on that impacts the markets. But this was a pretty strong week, Derek. It was. The S&P closed uh, up about 1.5% for the week. The NASDAQ continues to lead on the upside up over 4%. And generally speaking, we got good economic news. We got some good news on therapeutics. And we got some basically some good news in the sense that people don't want to believe this rally. Well, I think you can look back, too, as a financial planning firm that's that's focused on comprehensive wealth management. We look at things not only in what happened this week, but what happened in the first half of the year. And I think it's worth looking back now as we enter July, what happened in the first half of the year. And some of those numbers are eye-popping. Well, I think the biggest one to me, the one that stands out the most, is despite the coronavirus, despite the shutdown of the U.S. economy, the NASDAQ 100 is up over 18% on a year-to-date basis. The S&P 500 is almost flat. And investors continue to not believe. We see much more in the terms of inflows into bond funds than we do equity funds by a factor of five to one, which tells you that people are not overly enthusiastic about equities as they continue to climb the proverbial wall of worry. We start thinking about getting the news now. I mean, we hear about the vaccines and we hear about the virus and shutdowns again, perhaps in the state. We'll see what happens there. But we think about the news that's going to come in terms of earnings, and I think that that becomes really important because that's what we buy when we buy stocks, equities, buy stocks, right? So earnings season is going to get started here. Yeah, earnings is going to come out, and I think, you know, the second quarter we know on a year-over-year basis is going to look terrible. You know, the financials are going to lead off. Some of the estimates are that earnings for the major banks could be down 50% from year-ago levels. But we all know that. So what we really need to see is, you know, how are companies leaning? What, are, what, are, what does management say about guidance? What do they think the longer-term impact of the, of the virus and its effect on human behavior will be? And what does that mean for corporate fundamentals? So earnings season is going to be interesting, but it's more the guidance that I think we need to focus on because I personally believe the market is really not trading on 2020 numbers. It's really looking towards what companies can earn in 2021 and 2022 when hopefully things are back to normal. We have a vaccine and people go back to living their lives in the way we did prior to the virus. Well, you think about when you invest in stocks, you're not buying the next quarter's earnings. You're buying the next maybe 20 years worth of earnings for that company. So when you think about 2021 and 2022, if we get back to a number that's 160, 165 for the S&P 500, then you can have some expansion of the of the index itself. Yeah, which leads really right into the next question that I think most investors are asking is let's let's assume that number you threw out 160 is the right number for 2022 earnings. Right now estimates are around 110 or so for the next 12 months. So at 20 at 160 if you put a multiple of 20 times that gets you to 3200 on the S&P. It closed 
on Friday right around 3100 That is not a lot of upside. So what I would suggest our listeners do is they, they take a look at their portfolios and really consider, you know, what kind of upside, what's the risk-reward opportunity right now? We know that tech has been leading. We know Amazon is up a lot and Tesla's up a lot. Uh, Google's up a lot. Microsoft's up a lot. But there are a lot of other companies that have good prospects one, two years out, as you're, you're alluding to, that are much more attractively valued. And it's a really good time to do what What would you suggest? Well, we, all, we talk about that free portfolio review because it couldn't be more important than right now, is what you own going forward is really going to impact not only your portfolio balance, but your financial plan. And, and that's the important part. I'll take you back to earnings real quick, just for a moment. And talk about next week, we have the banks coming out. And I think that's an important sector to keep an eye on. Yeah, the banks, obviously, they grease the wheels of the economy. So you want a healthy banking sector. It's hard for the stock market to continue to go up without the banking sector participating. Uh, right now, estimates are, are, look, are looking for about a 50% decline on a year-over-year basis for bank earnings uh, in the second quarter. But again, we want to see what their prospects are. We want to see if they boosted loan loss reserves again. We know the Fed suggests that they not boost their dividends or do stock buybacks. It's possible Wells Fargo, for example, will cut its dividend. And historically, when a company like Wells Fargo cuts its dividends, that's not necessarily a sell signal. Sure, there are people that own it thinking that 8% dividend is now going away. But generally speaking, when banks cut their dividends, that's usually an opportunity to take a look and try to pick the best names out of that sector. Annex Wealth Management, when we say know the difference, we mean one team, one plan, one fee. When we talk about one team, and we know that you've been listening, so you hear a lot of our team segments. That means investment and retirement planning, tax planning, estate planning. That's the team in one place. One plan means a complete plan that is yours and yours only. And one fee, we are a fee-only fiduciary, zero commissions, know the difference. A Barron's top advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner. We're going to be back. Stick around. The Annex Wealth Management Show, 92.5 Fox News. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Throughout the pandemic, we've stayed in the fight helping our clients recalibrate their investments and remain focused on their long-term plans. One piece of insight we keep sharing is don't let emotions derail your financial plan. Volatility can be unnerving, and enduring the natural ups and downs in the markets can be hard to take. But making financial decisions based on emotions might be the fastest way to damage your financial future. Now is the time to start a conversation with Annex Wealth Management for the clear, no-nonsense guidance you need. With everything going on in the world, take a moment and ask yourself, if not now, when? As a fee-only fiduciary, our job is to align your plan with your goals. Our team will focus on investments and retirement planning while putting your tax and estate plans in order. We can help, and we are ready. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk soon. Team. Tech. Trust. Straight talk from a fee-only fiduciary. It's time to know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference with Annex Wealth Management. So the pandemic is doing its thing. We're continuing to do our thing. And if clients want to meet in person, we do that. If they want to stay remote, no problem. When it comes to our larger subject matter presentations, we're staying with the webinar model for now, which allows anybody to participate anywhere from the comfort of where they choose. And one of our most popular is the Annuity Enigma, and one of our favorite presenters is back. Let's say hello to Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning Development here. She's a CFP and a CDFA. Hello, Deanne. Hi, Danny. This is a very popular webinar, mostly because these little 
buggers can be really complex and kind of confusing and serve a good purpose sometimes, sometimes not so much. That's where we get the enigma. That is true. So they do certainly have a reputation, whether they deserve it or not. They're very complex to understand from the fees embedded in them to actually the language used to the stated return versus what you can really get. And, you know, even down to the holdings within them and those riders that you pay for, there's a lot of moving pieces with annuities. And you have to be aware of what you're buying into and uh, how you can get out of it or how you might not be able to get out of it for a long time. However, you might be buying from an entity that isn't explaining all those things to you, and herein lies the rub. And they've got a reputation, whether they're deserved or not. But I I guess I need to ask, and you've done this presentation a lot, what is the most common question we receive about annuities? Do I need this? So a lot of times people will come to us either with one or they're contemplating buying one. And certainly in volatile times, you get annuity salespeople that come out from everywhere and say, hey, 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 these offer this safety net. But when you really run the analytics, and that's what you've got to do, that's what we do here at Annex, you have to understand what it is you're buying and how it fits into your financial plan. So we had this lovely older woman walk into our office once, and she had all this paperwork, and she said, you know, I really don't know what I have here, but I keep getting all these letters about these annuity products, and more importantly, my income keeps going up every year, and I don't need all this income. It's throwing me into a super high tax bracket. And so we ran a model of her financial plan. We did a deep dive. We looked at those annuities. She, of course, had paid extra for those riders, Mm. which were guaranteed income. And so the income had been turned on, but she had actually an income problem. She was bringing in three times the income of what she was really spending. So unfortunately, she had a little bit of a a tax problem and not a legacy. She had no children. It wasn't that she said, gee, I want to build up Mm -hmm. a mass misfortune for them. So this was a perfect example, unfortunately, for her where no planning had been done. They were products that were thrown at her at the time, and at the time, they might have been suitable. Maybe she was skittish, concerned, will Social Security be there? What will happen in my future? And the salesperson interestingly enough, every six years or so was coming back and selling her a new one. Mm. Why? There's a surrender fee on these. In other words, what that means is sometimes they're hard to get out of. And every handful of years, the trailers, which is the commission that salesperson was getting, uh, they'd go back to that person, sell them another annuity, and get more trailers, get more commissions. So you follow the money, Danny. You you had a couple of phrases there. Salesperson, number one, and products, number two. And the beauty of Annex being a fee-only fiduciary is we don't sell products, not one. We see annuities as part of portfolios when they come in the door from our clients, and they can work well in certain circumstances. They really can. And, And there's a key here. People need to watch out because we've always said annuities are sold, not bought. And when the markets are volatile, the pitch of a lifetime and that lifetime income can be pretty alluring. But if it seems too good to be true, it sometimes is. Someone's making the money. you got to follow that money and just see. And see how it fits into your plan. You know, the other tax flip to this is sometimes people look at them as a legacy. Well, I want to leave a nice growing account for the next generation. However, what a lot of people don't know are the traditional brokerage style accounts once they're thrown into an annuity if you had a brokerage style account and then you pass on it gets what's called a step up in basis so whatever you bought it for to the amount that it is when you die so that all that growth goes away 
and it becomes tax neutral upon your death for the next generation. Guess what? Annuities don't do that. So there's possibly an inherited tax situation too. So this is where financial planning and your goals have to align and they become so important, Danny. You know, when we first started doing the annuity enigma, we heard from people who said, why are you picking on these things? And we never were. For some people, they work right, but they can be so confusing. We got a webinar coming up uh, pretty soon. We do. So it's on Thursday, July the 16th at 4 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Central Time. You can register at AnnexWealth.com slash events or just go to our website, AnnexWealth.com, under the events tab and look for the annuity enigma. The reason we're given a couple of different time zones is, is we have clients in many different time zones. So again, Thursday, July 16th, and that's coming up, that's next week, uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Central. All right, we're in a webinar world right now. Well, let's put a plug in for another one you have coming up. That would be a Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense, and that is coming up on Monday, July 27th at 4 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Central. Let's talk about that next week. Can you come back and we'll talk more about that? I would love to, Danny. Great. So there's another one, a Women's Guide to Financial Self-Defense, another webinar. But I'll tell you this, if you hear of any of the webinars that we're doing, if you read them on our website and you have questions about that, you don't have to wait for the webinar. Just get a hold of us. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Look for the contact button. Good enough. Deanne Phillips, Director of Client Learning and Development, a CFP and a CDFA at Annex Wealth Management. Thank you. Hey, thank you. Over and over, we've heard people use the term unprecedented when talking about today's world. Truth is, from a financial perspective, we've seen much of this before. We've seen markets plunge 35%. We've seen global pandemics. We've seen unemployment skyrocket. It seems everyone has an opinion about when this will end and what we should be doing now. Frankly, it's hard to know who to trust. When it comes to your money, you need a steady voice, committed to independence, giving you a confident snapshot of where you are and where you're headed. That's what Annex Wealth Management provides. Our team of experts has decades of experience helping clients navigate economic crises. Let us give you a free portfolio review and a framework for a financial plan. Not a self-serving sales pitch, but an honest assessment of where you are, where you're headed, and how we can help. Start today. Give us a call or head to AnnexWealth.com. With everything we're facing, ask yourself, if not now, when? Annex Wealth Management. Know the difference. Custom-tailored investment and retirement planning from a fee-only fiduciary. Know the difference. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. Know the difference? It's Team Tech Trust. This is a team segment. We're going to talk about estate planning with the estate planning attorney for Annex Wealth Management, Jill Martin. Welcome back. So you wrote a great blog piece, and that is available on our website. Yes, it is. So it's really talking about kind of what are the the biggest planning mistakes that we see most common among estate plans that we review for clients and just things that we hear about in the community from other people. Let's go with the big three and, and not having the estate plan, using do-it-yourself software, and then relying on your neighbor and the legal advice. So let's go through those. What happens when somebody doesn't have an estate plan? And I can tell, here's the spoiler alert. I think it's a big mess, right? It, it can be a big mess. Basically what happens is, is there are state statutes that default so that there are rules that every state around the country has that says, if you didn't have an estate plan, this is what's going to happen. Because there are 60% of Americans that don't have an estate plan. There's a couple of things, right? There's during lifetime, you would need to have guardianships in, put in place if you don't have a health care or a financial power of attorney, which is someone to step in and make your decisions and manage your finances for you. 
during lifetime, it's critical for you to have two documents in place, a healthcare power of attorney and a financial power of attorney. And that's where you select who's going to be that person that makes your healthcare related decisions when you're not competent to do so. And also who's going to be able to step in and manage your finances when you can't do it anymore. Any other mistakes that, that happen? I mean, that, that people all of a sudden realize when they're kind of wading through this? Again, the state provides default rules for who your heirs are, right? So it's generally going to follow your bloodline, your next of kin, so to speak. But what happens is if you don't want it to go to those people or if you don't have any children or grandchildren, and who do you want that to go to? Do you want it to go to siblings? Do you want it to go to nieces and nephews? Maybe not if you don't have a close relationship. So you need to do planning to figure out who that's going to go to. Jill Martin is our estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management. We're talking about the mistakes made with estate plans. Just talked to some clients yesterday and, oh, my neighbor, you know, she did this, she did that. And I said, well, I said that and that may very well work. But it was basically they, they researched on the Internet and picked a bunch of clauses from all sorts of different agreements that they like and threw them into a document. Right. I don't know that that's going to be great. It might have saved you some legal costs up front. But I can probably bet you that for every dollar you saved on the front end, it's going to cost your family and your kids three to four times what you saved in legal fees to clean it up on the back end. Your neighbors will always have an opinion on what yard trimmer to get or what estate plan to have. Absolutely. I'm all for the kibitzing around the coffee table. But what happens is, is everybody's got a unique situation. And so what your neighbor is going through from a financial standpoint or what their assets look like and their estate looks like, or even your parents or your siblings, everyone's in a unique situation. So doing just what you heard your neighbor talk about is not necessarily going to be the right fit for you. And so it's important to get a good advisor, whether it's a financial planner, a wealth advisor like we have here at Annex, an estate planning attorney, an insurance advisor, all of those people, you need to have your own team that knows your situation. So the last 10 clients that you've worked with, what would you say out of 10, how many were the same? Absolutely none of them. Let's talk about the legal nitty gritty. When they go awry with legally invalid documents, then that's really where the costs start to go up because you've got somebody that needs to wade through that. Every different document that is part of an estate plan has different execution requirements so that it's legally valid. There's little nuances in executing documents correctly, and a lot of people don't read the fine print, which is important in legal documents. Another mistake is the wrong individual as the power of attorney, the executor, or the trustee. and that, That's a disaster in the making. It is, Danny, and it's one of those things that I don't think people think about it as much as they really should. You know, it's a big decision on who is going to be that financial power of attorney for you, who's going to be your executor or your trustee, because they're the person that's going to be responsible for a following your wishes but b keeping everyone else informed and you want to make sure that person is trustworthy good with finances is a good family communicator it's not just a default to i go with my oldest child and then the middle child and then the youngest like that's not necessarily the order that and that's what a lot of people do they just don't think about it and they say child one two and three but that could get you into trouble and i look at my parents as an example my mom has two brothers. One was financially very, very savvy. One is one was not. not. <laughs> um, and so there had to be a decision made there in, in terms of who did you trust. Okay, there's an estate plan in place, but things change. The estate plan needs to get redone a little bit. Right. So changes happen all the time, right? And so estate planning is never a one and done type of a deal. And so you want to make sure 
as things change, whether it's family, whether it's finances, whether it's tax laws, pull that thing out and dust it off and take a look at it. And that's one of the things I do at Annex for our clients is, is to do a comprehensive review of the current estate plan. We're talking about mistakes people make when they have estate plans. And the last one we're going to talk about is, is you've got the estate plan, but somebody better know where to find it. So that's a great one. And actually, you know, I just got a text from my mother-in-law last night. They live in Nebraska and they had all that major flooding. So their original documents are kind of AWOL. We don't know where they are. Now, we all have copies of them that she provided us, but the original will is basically destroyed. So it's important to make sure, A, people have copies of them, but it's also important to make sure that you do keep them in a fireproof and maybe a floodproof safe, depending on where you are, and that somebody has access to that thing. Jill Martin, our estate planning attorney at Annex Wealth Management, talking about mistakes with estate planning. Thanks for joining us. You're welcome. This is Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Throughout the pandemic, we've stayed in the fight helping our clients recalibrate their investments and remain focused on their long-term plans. One piece of insight we keep sharing is don't let emotions derail your financial plan. Volatility can be unnerving, and enduring the natural ups and downs in the markets can be hard to take. But making financial decisions based on emotions might be the fastest way to damage your financial future. Now is the time to start a conversation with Annex Wealth Management for the clear, no-nonsense guidance you need. With everything going on in the world, take a moment and ask yourself, if not now, when? As a fee-only fiduciary, our job is to align your plan with your goals. Our team will focus on investments and retirement planning while putting your tax and estate plans in order. We can help and we are ready. AnnexWealth.com. Click the Get Started button. I'm Dave Spano from Annex Wealth Management. Let's talk soon. Team, tech, trust, and a fee-only fiduciary model that works in your best interest. Can your advisors say that? This is the Annex Wealth Management Show. And we're back. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show, website AnnexWealth.com. My name is Danny Clayton, joined by Mark Oswald, our Chief Compliance Officer, Derek Felsky, our Chief Investment Officer at Annex Wealth Management, and Dave Spano, our President and CEO. Good. Thanks, guys. You know, I was thinking about where we go from here, and I'm sure it's the same question a lot of people are asking. And a big conversation, in fact, I had a conversation with a mutual fund manager this week, and he is a value manager, Derek, and he was just lamenting the fact that value continues to stay out of style, especially with low interest rates. Yeah, normally, well, typically what you need to see for value stocks to work is a cyclical recovery. And right now, that's really the question is what what kind of cyclical recovery are we going to have in the face of corona uncertainty and the uncertainty about how businesses and governments, frankly, are going to respond to the challenges posed by the spread of this virus. And you think about that and go, all right, maybe we'll have a cure, maybe we won't, but there's a lot of uncertainty that's coming through. And the gentleman that I was speaking to, Derek, is an active manager. And there's a lot of conversation, Mark, between active management and passive management. And before we dive deep into it, please explain that. Well, it's important because when you think about passive investing, you're thinking about buying indexes, the S&P 500, the Russell 2000, the Emerging Markets Index. And what you're doing is you're buying that entire index and the manager of that ETF usually is somebody who is charged with trying to mimic that index. So you're going to get the returns of that index. And, you know, frankly, for the last 10 or 11 years, that hasn't been a bad return, and we've used some of them in our investment committee for sure. Active management is you're, you're hiring somebody for value to create alpha, 
to be able to go out and buy the best of those indexes or parts of those indexes that they think are going to outperform the rest of the index. So active management right now, I think, couldn't be more important. Right, Derek. And, you know, alpha is that a word that we use in the investment business, but that's really adding value. And, Derek, you used to be, in your former life, a mutual fund manager, and your, your job was to add extra value, to add alpha, and it's becoming more difficult. It has. You know, we did a study recently, Dave, as you know, of, of ETFs, and we found that 87% of the assets in the ETF market are in market cap weighted indexes. And so, you know, the, the the difficulty that your friend, the value manager, is having is manifested by that. And by that, I mean that as these growth stocks continue to outperform, continue to do better than value stocks, the growth tilt of all of these ETFs is shifting increasingly that way. So the question really is for him and for any other, any of any number of investors is what could possibly derail the big growth stocks, the big growth stocks that really have been driving the returns and continue to be overly and increasingly represented in ETFs, one of which I think would be a vaccine. Because if you think about it, if we come up with a vaccine, that would increase the attractiveness of the rest of the market and send bond yields higher, which would benefit value-oriented strategies. And again, value is a strategy where you're trying to find a company that is going to provide value going forward versus a company, like example, these growth stocks that we talked about that continue to go and go and go. There's a lot of really famous money managers have said they're fully valued. And so you would think logically that there would be a, some money chasing value. We just haven't seen it quite yet. No, you haven't. And, and actually, when you look at uh, flows, you know, flows kind of drive performance. All the flows currently that are going to equities are going to growth-oriented managers. Value-oriented managers are actually facing the opposite. So they might own a collection of stocks that they believe are incredibly attractive based on whatever value parameters they use. But as investors are disappointed by that return, they then redeem those shares, which puts downward pressure on those managers. They're forced to sell things that they actually like. I mean, I remember this, you know, I was managing, as you mentioned, a, a technology fund in 2000. And in 2000, all the money was going to tech funds, you know, and tech-oriented mutual funds were overweighted. And that was great until it stopped. And then all of a sudden, things reverse, which is why, you know, we constantly talk about balancing the portfolio and rebalancing and doing things that are that take advantage of, of dislocations between asset classes. And right now, Danny, now more than ever, this is the time that people need to know what's in their portfolio. Are they value stocks? Are they growth stocks? Are they passive? Are they active? And what are you paying for them? Absolutely. You know what? The year is halfway over. It's been quite a ride, and the ride isn't done yet. Head to our website this weekend. Go to AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. Get going on that free portfolio analysis. We are a Barron's Top Advisor, a four-time member of the Financial Times Top 300, a fee-only fiduciary partner. We believe that is very, very important. Again, our website, AnnexWealth.com. Click that Get Started button. We'll see you in a week. Thank you for listening. This is the Annex Wealth Management Show on 92.5 Fox News. The Annex Wealth Management Show is hosted by Annex Wealth Management, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Important information about the qualifications and business practices of Annex is available at AnnexWealth.com. Different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk. Please consult with a qualified fiduciary advisor about your specific situation.